Hey everybody, welcome to the Retire with Freedom podcast. I'm Tad Hill alongside my beautiful and talented wife, Tony. This is the show all about achieving financial freedom so you can retire with confidence and accomplish your retirement dreams. Let's get started. let's just jump right in. Uh, you tell me, what are we talking about first? Well, we're going to talk about just different types of risk. Okay. You know? um, so there's there's a lot of different risks, you know, that you need to guard against in retirement planning. And, and, and most people realize most of them, but we just want to kind of explain how to address them and what we are looking at. Well, we and don't you it. find that knowing that it exists and being protected against it are not the same thing. Oh, yeah. That's like saying knowledge is power. Knowledge without action behind it is is not power. It's right. just information. Right. <laughs> that's a trivial pursuit question. <laughs> but um, but so let's talk about the first one. This one's the one I think everybody's aware of, and that's market risk. I mean, yep. this is what people know to think about when they, you know, when they hear the word risk. This is what they're thinking about. It's not the only one, but it's definitely one to address. Well, in our experience, I, I know you. We agree on this, but unfortunately people have not quantified how much market risk they're taking and they shouldn't really because they don't know how Mm -hmm. and their advisor or broker or banker or whoever they're working with has never done it either Mm -hmm. so too frequently there are terms like conservative and moderate and aggressive used that don't that aren't quantified right and yeah, I mean, it's and so that that is the the point of all of this. I mean, using terms that mean something to the advisor, mm-hmm. but mean something totally different to the person whose money it is, that can be a complete disconnect in conversation and communication. Well, I, I, mean, I mean, how so, many people that think of themselves as conservative? Oh yeah, lost they, thirty, forty, fifty percent right. of their money in the financial crisis. Right, and then when we sit down and we start, we just the beginning of our planning process with people is really quantifying what is your market risk downside. I mean, what is it exactly in dollars? And well, then, and, and see, that's what you know. We have systems in place where we're not guessing at that. Mm-hmm. You know, we take a family's investments, their exact holdings, and we put it through this stress test. Right. And it comes out and tells us, it's not our opinion. Mm -hmm. It says, look, if we see another financial crisis or we see a correction of this amount or that amount, here's how much these investments are going to be down. Right. So now, for the first time ever, somebody is actually showing them, if this happens, here's how much you're going to lose. Yeah, here's how heavily you participate in the loss. So. That's one of the things that we spend a lot of time making sure we're on the same page with somebody with, and and we do it over and over again with our existing clients. Yep, we sure do. We do it over time, just so we make sure that they still feel the same way they felt three years ago. And we remind them, look, we may not see another 2008, but we have to assume we're going to. Yep. Because if we're hoping it's not going to if we're overexposed to that, and what we're hoping is that it doesn't happen, but if it does happen, we're going to have to change our lifestyle or work longer or go back to work yep. or Any know, send our spouse to work, yeah. something. Yeah. Then really our strategy is hope. Mm-hmm. We're hoping we don't get another 2008. So I was with a, I was with a family that is, is cl- their clients of ours, and I was going back through this stress test, and I said, okay, guys, you know, here's how your plan's laid out. You know, we've got money for cash. We've taken these dollars, and we've set them aside, and we're making sure we're replacing your paycheck so you know you've got your bills paid. We've got some money set aside, you know, for the medium-term stuff. You know, we know you all are going to travel. 
Uh, they're going to take a couple of trips with their grandkids, so we've got the money earmarked for that. Now, this money up here, this is the money that we don't need for any of that stuff. And they had, you know, in just in that piece, they probably had five or $600,000. And so I ran back through the stress test again, and I said, okay, if we see a financial crisis, you're going to be down about 30% in this money. Now, remember, this is not money we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got plenty of money for cash, emergencies, everything. You know, we, we've got your bills paid. This is not money you're going to need, but you're going to be down. And, and 30% uh, for them was between 150 and 200,000, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we had had this conversation when we did it the first time. Right. Now we're having it again. And they said, well, Tad, so, so if that starts happening, you'll just let us know and get us out, right? And I said, no, nobody has that skill set to be able to time the market perfectly on the way out and then back in and then do that over and over and over again. Right. And that means every time the market corrects, we've got to get it right twice. Yeah, exactly. What we do is we have the right plan in place, and that's the money that we've earmarked for long-term growth. Because we want to benefit if the market's growing. We want you to benefit. Right. We just don't want a crash to ruin your retirement. Yeah. And the worst thing is pulling it in and out, in and out. You're not getting any You're just guaranteed anyway. to lose money. Yeah, you are going to lose money. So what we're, so what we're d- explaining here is that that day will probably come. And if we're hoping it doesn't, that's a fool strategy because hope is not a strategy. We have to assume that that day is going to come, and then we need to understand that's money we don't need. We're not living on it. We don't need it for our travel. We don't need it for our emergencies. That's our long-term growth money, and we need to be able to w- willing to ride that out. It's when people have that as their primary retirement strategy, mm-hmm. and they take a 30 or 40% hit, and it destroys their retirement because they didn't have all the other stuff fixed. Right. They didn't have their cash for emergencies and their income figured out and their medium terms and all that. So I said to them, this day's going to come probably, and we've got to be disciplined and ready to yeah. wait that out. Well, they said, they sat there and they looked at each other and they talked back and forth and they're like kind of not agreeing on it. And so I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go get some more water. You know, you guys talk about this because if we, if we want to change it, we need to do it now. Yep. Well, things are going well. And so I came back in and they said, you know what? We get it. We just talk back through the plan. We, we've got plenty of money for emergencies. We've got plenty of our income. And no, we're not. We hope that doesn't happen. But I'm really glad you brought it up. And I'm really glad you quantified the dollar figure. Because now, when the, if it does happen, we're prepared. Yeah. Now, that was the second or third time I'd had that conversation. Right. But, but they forget. tended yeah. to forget, yeah. right? Right, right. And so, and so we decided to leave it the way it was. Yeah. Now, we could have dialed back the risk some. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Sometimes families do, even though they can afford to take the risk. Sometimes when folks, I mean. They just don't want they to. They just don't want to because, because the thing, and that's fine too. And, and we have the ability to do that. I mean, and here's what, what I find is those conversations aren't happening at other, at brokers and banks. You know, the, the, they're just not happening there so people don't know what they're signing up for they don't. and i think that folks really really have a sense of peace when they know we're not just tr- putting the hammer down and hoping that everything goes well and just shrug our shoulders yeah, and hang say, in there yeah yeah just, just hang in there yeah just don't spend so much money this month or <laughs> yeah. this week or whatever or this year I, no i'm telling them to hang in there with that, that month, little yeah. piece of it but that was probably 25 percent of their right net worth exactly it wasn't 75 percent of their net worth sure it was 
25% of their network. And so the thing about it is, is when you got the flexibility, when you have a real plan in place, you got the flexibility to make those decisions. Do I want to be a little more conservative, even though I don't have to? Do I want to be a little more gr- aggressive? Because I can. You know, that way... You can't make decisions like that if you don't know where you are to begin with. So market risk is a biggie. Everybody talks about it, but I don't think anybody talks about it the right way. Would you like to see if Freedom Financial Group and you and your family might be a good fit to work together on your retirement plan? Schedule a 15-minute discovery call with us at askfreedomfinancial.com. That's askfreedomfinancial.com. And we'll cover any questions you have, explain the Retire with Freedom process, and outline where we can, or perhaps can't, help you with your situation. Again, you can book your call at askfreedomfinancial.com, that's askfreedomfinancial.com, or by clicking the link in the description of today's episode. Okay, so the next uh, I want to talk about is interest rate risk. So people don't really think about it so much because they're not thinking about the bonds in their portfolio and what that kind of looks like. Yeah, and interest rate risk looks like this. When interest rates rise, bond prices fall. So uh, we've been in a period of, of falling interest rates since the early 80s, yeah. you know, by and large. I mean, if you look at the trend line, it's straight straight down. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been some ups and downs in the middle, but primarily interest rates have been falling since the early 80s. and uh, And now they're starting to come back up. And so people's bond prices are highly likely to get hurt by that. I mean, the, the, the aggregate bond index has been down, you know, two or three percent over the last few months because of the interest rate hikes mm-hmm. that have been going on. So while people think of bonds as their, quote, safe money, interest rates can have a real impact on that. Yeah. And, and you know, if you've got bond mutual funds, we want to be, you know, there's no, you know, just quickly, there's no there's no maturity date there. So you can't even hold it to maturity. So that's another whole conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> we don't want to open that up. But. Yeah, that's so if you're holding bond mutual funds, you don't have the same protections that you do if you've got individual bonds. The next risk I want to talk about is inflation risk. So folks out there that are living on Social Security, it goes up a little with, you know, it'll have a little cost of a living adjustment. Right. You know, it's kind of tough to keep up with with the cost of living there i think people would say but but pensions those kinds of things a lot of typically don't yeah typically don't have a cost of a living adjustment and even still those kinds of things those kinds of like fixed income kind of things we call it you know they're not gonna it's gonna be problematic because they don't really keep up with purchasing power and how Mm -hmm. much you know over time you know your your purchasing power if you've got the bulk of your retirement income is social security and pensions and then you've got to go out and have to pull more and more and more from your nest egg just to offset that deficit of what do I, what does it cost to live as opposed to what have I got coming in for income. So, Well, I mean, if you just think about it, at a 3% inflation rate over a 10-year period, you've lost a third of your buying power. Yeah. And, you know, here's the big, you know, the biggest thing that doesn't isn't inflation adjusted and, and, and I think this is pertinent for our listeners because we see this all the time. People are scared of the stock market, so they've got what? They've got a bunch of cash and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> CDs. And <laughs> right. Yeah. So they've got a bunch of cash, savings accounts, checking accounts, CDs. A credit union across town because it's getting <laughs> one and a quarter you know, or something like that. It's, I, I, I had a family uh, come in a few weeks ago. In fact, I'm, I'm getting back together with them uh, next week. He's got, are you ready for this? Five million dollars in cash, because he's because afraid the market. He, right. Yeah, okay. Exactly right. Yeah. But now, but he, they also they live a pretty nice lifestyle, mm-hmm. 
he they own a business that has generated all of their income over time. Okay. But he's ready to shut the business down. And unfortunately, this is a business that he can't sell. Uh, There's not a value to the business right. without him being there. Got it. So he intuitively understands that all this That's cash all yeah. isn't going to last Mm-mm. if I don't do something. Right. But I don't like the stock market. Yeah, he's afraid. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And so, you know, we are putting a plan in place. And, and, you know, Tony, don't you find that mostly people are scared of the stock market because they're scared of losing money that they may need to live on? Yeah. They're trying to make that be the entire plan. They, they, they may, think it's all in or all out. Yeah. It's like, well, I got to have all my money in cash or all my money in stocks and I got no options in between. Mm-hmm. And so they're worried about losing money. Or even if it's like, I don't want half my money in stocks because if I lose half of that, then that's 25% of my money. And now, you know, that whole thing. So... So what they what they don't have is an income plan. Right. They don't have a way to turn that cash into a paycheck mm-hmm. that will last as long as they're in retirement. Right. And so we've actually been having some conversations where we've put an income plan together for them and it took you know maybe half the money and but they're seeing, "Oh, we're going to be able to pay our bills from now on." Yeah. Now they got 2 and a half million dollars in cash and it's like okay, do you want to keep all this in cash? And they were like, well, no. We just wanted to know that we were going to we be We didn't have to, s- to be on the street. Yeah, <laughs> right. be on the street. So now they, they do still want to keep about a million and a half in cash because okay. you don't change who you are that much, right? right? exactly. But there's a million that they want to keep uh, that, that we're going to put in a conservative mm-hmm. portfolio. Dip their toe in. Yeah, yeah. Dip, not, not, oh, hey, let's all invest in biotech startups. <laughs> You know, but but a conservative portfolio, okay. large company, dividend paying stocks, bonds, that kind of thing. But because they know they've got their income covered and we're keeping a million and a half in cash, all of a sudden now they're more comfortable with that. Right. Yeah. I mean that so it's yeah. A good plan is great. <laughs> Are you saying people need a retirement plan? They do plan? need a retirement plan. Why don't we, how come this? you're just now bringing this up? I'm sorry. That's, I've been keeping it under the, my hat. Um, the other thing is is that people don't think about this, especially with, with the new tax plan thing, but tax rate risk is another thing that, you know, if so, I, I, you know, when we sit down with people, they're pretty surprised at either maybe the taxes aren't going to go down as much as they thought because they got right. a lot of tax-deferred accounts. I mean, it really matters – not just I just retired and so I'm not earning a paycheck anymore and it's Social Security so and a lot of people don't even know Social Security gets taxed either I mean they don't right. they don't know well, that depending on how much income it you is, have but yes, yeah they don't know most people's Social Security is going to get taxed right yeah. right not everybody or, uh, not all of it but p- p- portion of yeah it. and so folks don't understand <clears> that so the thing about I mean I like to look at it like what's your money and what's the IRS's money I mean you got to look at it like that you know mm. what belongs to you what belongs to the government and how do we make all this work it's not just here's my 401k balance and boom off we go no there's a lot there's you got to pay the piper first but let me say i want to put this in before you know we get too long going but the biggest risk of all of this everything we just talked about market risk interest rate inflation taxes all of that the risk multiplier of all of these different things is that if you've done a poor job of planning for all the in all these areas it's only going to get exacerbated by living too long so longevity risk is you know one of the biggest you know, things you of did, all. Did, it, it just, it just. 
you just said it. I, never, I don't think we've ever, either of us have ever used this term before. You just said it. It's a risk multiplier. It is a risk multiplier. I mean, I mean, honestly, I always say the longer you're out there playing in traffic, the sooner you're going to get some. <laughs> I mean, think about it. The, all of these things, if you only live a couple of years in retirement, some of this stuff probably not going to happen to you. But the longer you live, and what's happening now, everybody's living longer. So yep. the longer you live, the more likely that every one of these things is going to happen. And you got to have a plan yeah, for it. Market risk, interest rate risk, inflation risk risk tax risk i mean the longevity yeah is what you're right and then we didn't even mention health care and all that stuff which happens with longevity <laughs> so i just added another thing with that Insurance services provided through Freedom Financial Group. Any and all other services related to insurance are an outside-of-business activity and are not offered through or supervised by AE Wealth Management, LLC. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business Freedom Financial Group. Freedom Financial Group is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Freedom Financial Group are not subject to investment advisor requirements. AEWM and Freedom Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Freedom Financial Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this podcast shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Freedom Financial Group.